Welcome to the TurfNet Renovation Report, brought to you by Golf Preservations, the Andersons, and Capillary Bunkers. I'm Anthony Piappi, your host. Joining me is Michael Osley. He's the golf course superintendent at St. Joseph's Bay Golf Club in Port St. Joe, Florida. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Now, Michael, we got to tell people where Port St. Joe is. The best that I can figure is you're on the coast and you're 100 miles southwest of Tallahassee. Tiny town on the coast, right? Correct. We are, yeah, we are southwest uh, of Tallahassee. We are located, yeah, in the little town of Port St. Joe, which is St. Joseph's Bay, which is right there in the, right there on the water. Uh, it's more of a bay on the Mexico Gulf side, yep. All right, and you have been there for two and a half years. Prior to that, 21 years working for the city of Aurora, Colorado as a golf course superintendent. And the last five as the golf course operation superintendent, which means you oversaw the other four golf courses. So your thing was when you retired from there, you moved to Port St. Joe? This is how this all came about? It did, yes. This is the one and only 18-hole golf course uh, within a 50-mile radius, um, which is very unusual for the state of Florida with the number of golf courses. We had been vacationing uh, to the town of Port St. Joe for almost 15 years of the 21. I was in Colorado. We would come here and for Christmas and New Year's. Um, and so we knew of this area. I knew of this little golf course. I was able to, you know, come down here. My wife and I knew we wanted to retire to this area. So um, we were able to make that happen. Some of our timing might not have been great because um, we bought a place in April of 2018 and Hurricane Michael showed up in the town of Mexico Beach and Port St. Joe in October of 2018. We lost our house that um, we had at the time. Fortunately, we were able to rebuild this little golf course, uh, St. Joseph's Bay, it was owned by a number of people, uh, just private owners, private people. Uh, and after the hurricane, uh, they were not able to, you know, maintain it or clean up from the hurricane. So Gulf County, Florida, uh, bought the golf course from these folks and have been in the process of rebuilding it after Hurricane Michael. Uh, and so they advertised uh, for superintendent and uh, went ahead and applied and came down, and that's kind of history or how it was. I was, My wife and I did not plan to get down here probably for another five or six years when I would retire, retire. Uh, but when they were looking for a superintendent, I knew the area. It, uh, it's kind of just all worked out very nicely. It's, a, it's an amazing story about how you get down there and, like you said, with the, with the hurricane and all that. And, and you and I were talking before, and this isn't, you know, this is the renovation report. And we talk about renovations and restorations. But you're, you're in kind of this role of reviving a golf course, aren't you? I mean, this was, you showed me some photos at one point. That, there was just absolutely uh, awful turf problems and you know, myriad of of bad things happening there, but there was still a golf course and there was still people playing it. 
this is really taking a golf course that basically had been let go for a number of years with very, very, very minimal um, maintenance of any kind. Mother Nature, you know, pretty much took over this golf course. After the hurricane, the whole town has been rebuilding for four years. And it's such a small town, the resources aren't here. So it's a little slower than normal. And then, of course, with the way the world is and COVID and stuff, slowed things down some more. Right, right. And I started uh, March, late March of 2020, kind of as COVID was, you know, really just coming on the scene. So I've been down here since March of 2020. The county had um, started to put money in here into the golf course. They had hired a contractor and they were rebuilding the greens. They basically cored out the greens, removed four inches of material, and then we resprigged uh, with TIF dwarf Bermuda grass. So it's basically in a construction growing on the greens anyway. The rest of the golf course, as far as uh, tee boxes, fairways, and roughs, were all, I guess, in bad shape. It basically was a full grow-in. We're just going in a kind of a different manner. The greens grow-in went good. Uh, we're dealing with nematodes and stuff, and we're in need of a new irrigation system. In the three years almost now I've been here, we've made a lot of strides. Uh, people are very happy. Play is up. Memberships were uh, open and were private, but memberships, they have memberships too, from family to single. And uh, all of that is up because this little area has, has grown too. And how big is your crew, including you? Uh, not big enough, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I have an assistant who's really my assistant slash mechanic. Uh, I'm really the superintendent, irrigation, spray tech. We have five total people. Three of them are full-time, and the other two are, are just temporary. I I'm truly went from, you know, a director of agronomy kind of position from Colorado to the classic working superintendent uh, here at Port St. Joe, which I do love. Yeah, I went from behind a computer answering emails to, to changing cups to mowing greens, to mowing fairways, uh, which which is why I got into the business. So I'm I'm later in my career. Uh, I just turned 60 years old uh, last June. So I'm loving life here. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. I, I'm a hands-on. I get to be part of the crew every single day. We're revitalizing. We're bringing this golf course back to life for the for the locals who love this golf course. And, and so, I I know that you're in a small area. There's not a lot of money. You're getting support from the from the uh, from the town that owns it or the county that owns it. What what's your process of this, doing this now? The greens are cored out. You you sprigged them. What was the next step to get things back to where you want them to be? We have things what we need except for irrigation and water management. And so the irrigation system is really the next capital project. We're moving towards getting a new irrigation system, and that's going to be a, a game changer for us to be able to maintain uh, greens, peas, fairways, green surrounds. Because right now, 
we just aren't able to manage the water properly. When you talk about the rain that you get down there, tell tell me again what you said. The average rainfall here is roughly 58 inches a year. But in 2021, we got 92 inches of rain for the year. And there was a month in August, we had 16.75, almost 17 inches of rain just in August of 2021. All right, Mike, let's do this. Let's take a quick break uh, for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Introducing Genesis RX, a line of comprehensive fertility and soil amendment solutions specifically designed for aerification, construction, renovation, sodding, sprigging, and seeding. These blends represent the most comprehensive fertilizers the Andersons have ever produced, offering single product solutions designed to simplify fertility and save time in application. To learn more, visit andersonsplantnutrient.com slash turf. From fairway and greens drainage to full-scale renovation work, Golf Preservations can handle your project with ease and give you the peace of mind of knowing the professionals are caring for your valuable golf course assets. Since 2005, Golf Preservations has meticulously installed over 500 miles of drainage pipe on more than 300 golf courses nationwide, always keeping disruption of play to a minimum. Visit golfpreservations.com or call 606-499-2732 to speak with us about your next drainage or renovation project. The capillary bunker system keeps bunker moisture at optimal levels to eliminate washouts, soil contamination, plugged ball lies, and other bunker maintenance and playability problems. The patented capillary bunker system not only rapidly drains rain from storms, but also moves moisture back up to the bunker sand through capillary action as needed during drier weather. Capillary bunkers last longer, average a three-year payback, and provide better, more consistent player experiences all with a 10-year performance guarantee. For more information, visit capillarybunkers.com. Okay, we're back on the TurfNet Renovation Report with Michael Osley. He is the golf course superintendent at St. Joseph's Bay Golf Club in Port St. Joe, Florida. And Mike, one of the things I want to talk about with you is the mindset that the, the different mindset that you're in from when, even when you're just a golf course superintendent in Aurora and not overseeing everything, you had enough manpower, you had enough money, you had golf courses that were in good shape. How do you change your outlook or what did you have to do to tell yourself that, you know, look, this is golf courses in, is in rough shape. We're moving in the right direction, but this is going to take a long while for this to happen. There's a lot less pressure, I guess, to have perfect conditions every single day because people, at least the locals, realize, you know, uh, what it was. It's become better. But for me, my mindset would be to, you know, the old adage, you know, of how do you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. And so I feel very blessed to to have come to an area where I want to retire. I'm back to what I love doing which is, you know, growing grass, improving things, and I'm outside, and I'm actually doing physical work. So that's, that feels great. 
and like you said, your customers are, are are happy with the product. You're not. I'm assuming you're not getting the complaint emails, you know, 200 a day or whatever it was from whether it be city councilmen or golfers. Exactly. We the the owners of this golf course, you know, they're not worried about you know the who gives us a bad review on Yelp. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not having to answer the Yelp review where the guy was like, "There was no water in the ball washer on hole number five. You know, I'm not having to deal with the, those answers. Or the or the water cooler water was hot. Why can't we get cold water on the golf course? <laughs> so, yeah, the right, right. the people who own here and all of them are large, large majority of the people that play here are happy, very happy that they still have a golf course that they can kind of call their own. It feels good to be part of something that, you know, the community appreciates and the area appreciates, and it's just something that I can help out with. Yeah, we have struggles, and it isn't perfect, that's for sure, because we just don't have unlimited resources, but we're making really good strides, and uh, it feels good to be part of that. Mike, now what kind of equipment do you, you said you got some new equipment when you got there. What are you using for mowers? We we went with a package of Toro, so I was able to get, you know, the very, the, the, the necessities, right. I would say. We bought a sprayer, two fairway mowers, two greens mowers, a top dresser, and then a slope mower. It's a five-year lease. And then hopefully in five years' time, we can just get another package with a few more pieces of equipment that we need. Just getting bodies to operate it, that's sometimes difficult. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. It's such a small area and, and an area that's about people vacationing. And what's your what's your uh, employee pool like? Just as bad as you usually hear, maybe even more so in the sense of, you know, there aren't other golf courses and most of the people don't have experience. Now, what I was able to do was steal uh, Brandon Smith, who's my assistant. I knew him from Colorado and I was able to get him and his family to move down here. So we have him. We have another full-time named Ken Day. He came from Ohio. He had experience. And so those are the Myself and Brandon and Ken are the only three that had golf course experience. Right. Everybody here, every business, every industry here in this little town are they're looking for people. And and what about being in such an out of the way location? Do you have a problem getting parts and that kind of stuff, or parts in a timely manner? Because you're not on the way to anywhere. You know, somebody has to make a dedicated trip, or you have to make a dedicated trip to go get something. We are in the Bermuda Triangle. You know, you've heard that saying. <laughs> In, in Florida, well, uh, this little golf course, like I said, is 50 miles from anywhere. I've never been at a place where I do not get salesmen just dropping in on me. We're so remote. Yeah. So there's <laughs> a little bit of a blessing there. At the same time, it's hard to get salesmen to call on me. So, but like you say, parts and everything that's been disrupted in our country with COVID and different things. It just gets a little bit more uh, exaggerated here. So, yeah, I mean, we can't just jump in the vehicle. Like in Colorado, we used to be able to drive in less than an hour to our Toro parts distributor. 
and currently we can't do it. It's a four-hour one-way trip to get to our Toro distributor. You're really enjoying this gig, aren't you? I am because, like I said, it, it, it is I'm able to help, and I'm able to make a difference, and I'm able to do what I love doing. Yes, it is, you know, the summers and the humidity, and it's hot and, and, and difficult some days, um, but it, it's something I still enjoy getting up, you know, before the sun comes up, and I'm able to get out here. Um, and, you know, most superintendents or people that are in this industry will tell you, you know, how beautiful nature can be, and we get a lot of, uh, I guess, benefits that, you know, don't necessarily reflect in a paycheck, and it isn't always about the paycheck. And, and like I said, right. I've been fortunate right. to where I'm at in my career that I'm able to live in such a beautiful place. You know, my particular immediate bosses, but also the county people, they they want you to enjoy life. They don't want – they don't – expect me to work 80 hours a week. I work for some really good people and the golf course is better. I mean, obviously money is money and the world revolves around money and there's a budget, but it's not the number one driving factor here at this golf course. So that's that's pretty refreshing right. to be part right. of that as well. It sounds like a great place. I mean, we have to make money. Yeah, we have to make money we do not receive general tax dollars. We spend what comes through the pro shop in right. revenue and sales. That's great, Mike. I really appreciate your time um, talking to me about this. It sounds like a great project. I may have to escape the Connecticut winter this year and come down and visit you because it sounds like a pretty awesome uh, place that you are at. It is. It is truly is. And I, and I welcome the fact that you can get down here, sir. It'd be wonderful to have you down here. <laughs> Maybe we can play around the golf here at St. Joseph's Bay because it's it's a cool little place, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm blessed and glad to be here. Well, that concludes today's episode with my guest, Michael Osley, golf course superintendent at St. Joseph's Bay Golf Club in Port St. Joe, Florida. You have been listening to the Renovation Report on TurfNet Radio.